Hi, everyone. I'm Wayne Cavati. And I'm Bethany Bowman. And we're excited you've decided to join the D2 Nation. We want to make sure you are following along and not missing a single episode of the D2 Nation podcast. So that means you need to know where to find us. Bethany, where can they find us? Better question, Wayne, is where can they not find us? You can find us on Spotify, on iTunes, also on Anchor, whatever your preferred podcast listening tool is. And we'll also archive all of our interviews on our YouTube page. So if you want to get on and watch as well, also an option. That's right. We're everywhere. Today, it's the D2 Nation. Tomorrow, we take over the world. But for now, enjoy this week's episode. Welcome back, D2 sports fans. I'm your co-host, Wayne Cavati, and joining me, as always, is Bethany Bowman. And we're very excited that you are joining us for this very special D2 Nation podcast episode. Bethany, you want to tell them why this is such a special episode? Yeah, yeah, very exciting week. It is opening week. So for the first time in 600 days, we'll have championship NCAA volleyball, football, as well as soccer and field hockey being played. So I kind of feel like this week should be a holiday. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm very excited. I feel like we're going to go to sleep and, and wake up with a whole bunch of presents. Um, but, you know, going back to your days as a student athlete um, yourself, what, what do you remember about opening week of the season, um, you know, as a, in those D2 days? Was it exciting? Was it nerve wracking? Was, was it everything? Yeah, well, I mean, I was a track and field athlete, so I didn't quite get to compete until the winter for the indoor season and then in the spring for outdoor. But just being around the start of sports, I don't think I really missed a game because I do love sports. And so you can kind of just feel that with the football team. Um, They're out there till dark with the lights on practicing uh, the soccer and the volleyball team. They're getting so excited. You can just feel it as everyone's around campus. And so I think that's one of the really cool things, especially at the D2 level, because you're so close with everybody, you can tell how how excited they are and you know you know that your friends and your peers are going to come to your games it's just a really fun time yeah no it's, it's totally it's exciting for everyone involved in, in like you said you know we've touched on in past episodes the d2 family atmosphere so it's like you said it doesn't matter really what sport you're playing when as that opening day gets closer us beat reporters are almost excited as you student athletes were you know it's just everything's coming back um but for you listeners this week bethany and i are going to take a little look around um at opening weekend we're going to take a look at a few games they're getting that will be getting this season off on the right foot uh opening kickoff for the d2 football season is thursday night and we have quite a few games bethany your miaa gets it off to a great start to Games jump right off the page. Northwest Missouri State versus Fort Hayes State and Central Missouri versus Pittsburgh State. You want to share some of those MIAA thoughts? Yeah, absolutely. So those are four teams and two games that I really, thinking about it and trying to, you know, do some research right now, like looking at stats, I still can't come up with an answer. I think that both those games are as good as a flip of a coin, um, the Northwest Missouri State at Fort Hayes is going to be an absolutely crazy atmosphere. If you've looked at the past few years and those games, those are, you know, the two teams that have um, been kind of fighting for the MIAA championship. And uh, Fort Hayes has been able to knock off Northwest, who's kind of the team to beat in the MIAA. And so that is just going to be a crazy game. Both teams have returning quarterbacks as well as several other key pieces. So, um, I'm not unfortunately going to be able to make that one, but uh, it's a little dry for me, but I will definitely be refreshing my Twitter and watching on the MIAA network very actively. And then, like you said, Pittsburgh State and Central Missouri. It's 
Central Missouri always has a very high explosive offense, which makes them super fun to watch. Uh, Pitt State also kind of known for their defense over the years. And so I'm excited to see how that matchup goes. Um, two really good coaches in Coach Sabota and uh, Coach Brian Wright, who's fairly new to the Pittsburgh State program, but has a very successful background at the Division One level. So uh, very excited for those two games. But like I said, I can't come up with my answer for that. <laughs> you know, one thing we haven't talked a lot about yet that I just thought of, um, and, and you would know firsthand over, over myself, but one of the big things, especially with those MIAA schools like in Hayes and in Northwest Missouri and, and the jungle in Pittsburgh is, you know, fans are going to be back getting to watch this stuff too. And I'm sure those places are going to be rocking the first few weeks of the season. Absolutely. Yeah. If you look at all four of those schools, um, like we said, that game's going to be a Hayes uh, and Northwest traveling into there. Bearcats are not going to want to lose, but those Hayes fans with that success that they've had the last few years, they are really getting into it. They're just embracing it. And Coach Brown has done a phenomenal job um, just creating that culture, recruiting a lot of Kansas kids as well as other parts of the country and has just made that team something special. Um, and then that game, Central Missouri versus Pittsburgh State, Central Mo has a great facility. They're going to, you know, have a bunch of fans there. It's always super packed. And um, I know the game's not at the jungle at Pittsburgh, but that place is incredible. A game day atmosphere at the division two level that you really can't make up. It's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It might have always awesome. Yeah. Yeah. So that's all part of the big picture coming back that we're excited about too. I am excited about the two games you talked about, but that Thursday night will also have Texas A&M commerce versus uh, Colorado State Pueblo, which we're getting a top 15 matchup on day one of the season. I mean, you can't ask for much more of that. These are two teams that we might see once again in the tournament later down the road. Um, two extremely tough defenses paired with some exciting players on offense, especially in Miklo Smalls on Texas A&M Commerce and Michael Roots on Pueblo, who just transferred in from Central Washington. He is like the perfect fit for this team. Um, before we jump to volleyball, Bethany, I'm going to put you on the spot and ask you for some bold predictions. Who's your preseason pick for the D2 football national champion? <laughs> oh, gosh. I know we had talked about doing this. I didn't know that we were actually doing this tonight. Um, I'm glad I looked over the past week or two, though, the coaches poll, the American football coaches poll. Um, I think ever since we talked to Coach Shinnick in week one, West Florida has been the favorite for me, uh, they're defending national champs. They get their amazing quarterback back in Austin Reed and coach Shinnick's a great coach. So I'm going to go with them. If I have to pick an actual preseason national champion favorite. Um, but a few of my other contenders, I'm going to go with Northwest Missouri state. I think just because of their tradition, their history, and I know how good the MIAA is, you know, covering it firsthand. So I'm going to put an MIAA team in there for sure. Um, couple others. I want to go with Minnesota State uh, falling in the national championship game last year. Um, it was a close one. So um, I'll go with them in like my top four and also Valdosta State. Um, you know, I, I don't know. I don't, I didn't really have a specific reason for that one. They obviously um, fell short closely to West Florida, but um, yeah, I mean, I, I just, I kind of like what they're doing and they're often. So I'll, those are my top four. Yeah. It's hard to argue with any of those picks. Um, so we could turn our attention to the volleyball court and take a look at. Whoa, wait, wait, hold on. Wait, wait. I need your picks. That, oh, yeah, you okay. To, I'm not going to okay. let you that to me without thinking. Don't move on to volleyball yet. Okay. Okay. Um, well, 
Okay, so I'll start. It's hard to disagree with you, right? Especially after we had uh, Coach Shinnick on the show. Anything you felt uh, you may have a question mark about West Florida, he answered those questions for us. You know, and, and you nailed it. They got Austin Reed back. Um, you know, I talked about 23 uh, players that are Harlan Hill candidates today on NCAA.com, and he was number one, right? So it's hard to disagree. With, I mean, repeating in D2 football is no easy task. We know the Bearcats have done it. We know um, Grand Valley State has done it. I think we have to think that West Florida has a chance to do it until someone other proves otherwise. You mentioned Valdosta State, who's going to be in their way in their own conference. The thing about West Florida is they're really challenging themselves. They play an FCS team in week one, Texas A&M Commerce in a couple of weeks, and then, like you said, Valdosta State later. So we'll, we'll know a lot about them. You know, um, I was a little bit lower on the Bearcats earlier in the season. <laughs> but I'm telling you, the addition of Al McKellar from UND, the running back that we talked to Coach Wright about last week, it's, it's a game changer for me. And I think maybe that's what gets them over the hump. You know, we talked about with coach Wright, how he met with Ferris state who, again, they're another team you got to think about as a contender every year, but this might be the year that the Bearcats can get around them. I think they, they already have a good defense. You said they have a good returning quarterback. And I think McKellar is that, that extra push they need. Um, I also think Texas A&M commerce is unbelievable because not only do they have returners, um, I said it earlier today, they have, um, their returners are all Americans, right? It's not like they're just returning a bunch of guys that have played football. They're play they're returning some of the best players in the nation. Um, so those, those are, and Slippery Rock is always in there. Uh, you know, they, they're, they're a fun team to watch for me over the years. They're always providing excitement on that offense, but um, they're kind of a catch me if you can team, right? Like they're going to outscore you 52 to 50. And if you have the ball last, you're going to win that ball game. And um, over my years of covering it, uh, I think Slippery Rock's been great every year, but that kind of catches up to you once you hit the, the playoffs, you know, because you need that extra oomph on defense. But this year, Slippery Rock has that with the returners that they have, especially, you know, in Chad Kuhn, who could leave D2 in sacks. He's that good. So you asked for them. There they were. Now, can we move on to volleyball? Yeah, we can. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So we'll turn our attention to the volleyball court. Um, this week is just a little appetizer because next week we have the Colorado Premier Challenge. And if you follow D2 Volleyball, you know that is a huge event. We have 11 ranked teams there. You know, I think it's three or four former national champions. So that's a big, big event. But how about this for opening night? Regis opens against Cal State San Bernardino. What do you think about that, Bethany? That is a pretty crazy matchup, uh, especially when you kind of look at the history of that matchup as well. And we know the Coyotes uh, entered the season as the defending D2 national champions. So obviously, like we talked about with West Florida, I think you got, you got to just give them some credit for doing that until someone knocks them off. I think they, they get that, that uh, you know, award. But they also entered the season riding a 33-game win streak. And so I don't know how you can really argue much with that. Um, they completed the first undefeated season since Concordia St. Paul in 2009. So an amazing feat for them last year. And the best part is, like I said, the history of this matchup, they faced this very same Regis team in the semifinals in 2019. So we get a semifinal rematch and also a top 25 showdown all in one on opening night. I will take that. So, you know, any thoughts on that matchup, Wayne? Yeah, I agree with you. You know, it's um, 
it's like you said, until someone takes away that perch of number one, Cal State San Bernardino is the team to beat, you know, and, you know, going to the MIAA, you know, you had UNK, you have a fantastic season. We had a, an undefeated matchup in the national championship game. So, you know, Cal State San Bernardino definitely earned that championship. Um, so there's no two ways around that. And then they go right back. They open up their, their title quest, you know, facing the team that they had to knock off in the semifinals. I think it's, you couldn't ask for a better opening night matchup, I don't think. Um, so. so, how about soccer? Can't forget about soccer. I love some good action on the pitch. And so, anything catch your eye? Yeah, well, let's start at the on the men's side of the field. Um, obviously, Charleston, West Virginia begins its title defense this this week. Um, they, they play on Thursday. They're playing against Mars Hill. So, of course, that's must-watch Uh Look, Charleston, West Virginia, they, they win championships. That's what they do. They get to the championship game when they don't win championships, right? So um, they're must-watch must watch soccer every time that they take the field just to see what they're going to do next. But I'm really intrigued by this Lynn versus Maryville matchup, which is on Friday. Um, now, Lynn, Lynn is a D2 men's soccer powerhouse. They've actually faced Charleston in the finals before. They've won a few just in, in recent history. They've won a couple. Um, we know they're a top 10 team year in and year out. And as a matter of fact, they're number three entering this season. Now, Maryville, they're kind of on the op opposite end of that spectrum, right? They had this completely uh, blow up breakout record setting 2019 season. They entered the top 10 for the first time in program history. Uh, they did. They did get to play a little bit in the spring. They did very well. So we know that that, that success is carrying over. But now you're opening your season. You're number nine in the preseason polls. Obviously, the first time this program is entering a season in the top 10. And, you know, you got to face one of the best programs over the last 10, 15 years in D2 soccer. So, again, we're, we're getting right to, you know, instant excitement uh, on the soccer field, just like we are all over D2. Uh, what are you watching on the women's pitch? Yeah, on the women's side, I think we're just all really ready to see the new era of Grand Valley State women's soccer begin. And so, you know, the winningest program in Division II soccer history. Now Jim Conlon, after a highly decorated career in Division Three, comes to Michigan and takes over for that winningest program. So the Lakers open out of conference against Lindenwood, a team that improved from 7-9-1 in 2019 to 9-3-3 this past spring. So that seems like a pretty good test to me. Yeah, yeah. And it's going to be interesting. You know, every year, Grand Valley State, they have that like elite score and that elite score will graduate and then someone else comes in and they have the new elite score and then someone else comes in and and that's where we are now. Right. Ava Cook was there last year or not last year, but when they won the championship. Now she's gone. So now we get to see who's the next elite scorer because you know that Grand Valley State uh, it doesn't seem to ma matter who's coaching them they're going to score a lot of goals that's what they do and uh, that that's week one that all we're talking about here right now is oh. what we're seeing over the next five days we've literally given you all of this excitement to watch and it's only the first week yeah it's really crazy you know I'm having a little bit of trouble keeping up so hopefully we've got everybody somewhat up to speed on this first week that's why you should be sure to follow us, though. Subscribe to the podcast. Tell all your friends about D2 Nation. We'll be back next week with an all-new special guest, some results, some scores from around the country. And thanks so much for watching today.